Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, the one and only, I'm pretty sure, TV and film podcast that brings you the best, the brightest, the strangest films and TV shows available to stream right from your home in an ocean of streaming networks vying for your attention. We are your lighthouse, your beacons of broadcast, your curators of content. The content is here. (laughs) We have found it for you. Be served. (laughs) So tonight's episode, we got a something sort of special planned for you. We're just going to riff a little bit. We've got our, uh, a robust crossing stream segment. Uh, I've watched a bunch of stuff that I'm really, really passionate about. I saw some really fucking good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, the other day was Stranger Things Day, which uh, November 6th. Longtime fans of our podcast will know that despite there not having been a Stranger Things episode for two and a half years, we're actually a Stranger Things podcast. <laughs> Indeed. In I beginning. can't believe it's been that long. Has it really been that wrapped. long? July 4th, 2019 was when season three dropped. Wow. So blows my mind. We have been a Stranger Things podcast without Stranger Things for some years now. And uh, I think we've done well. We've kind of found our own footing finally, right? Yeah, we're, we've carved out our own little identity separate from the, the kids at Hawkins, Indiana. A niche, if you will. I, I pronounce it niche. <laughs> really that's <laughs> nice no nice. <laughs> there's a there's a niche crowd i think out there but I've, yeah i've heard niche yeah it, I, i'm I a niche guy niche and that's true right i've heard other people say that word and i think that's what they were referring to for sure is how to pronounce niche Anywho, is that so. the the famous uh philosopher nietzsche yeah, yeah. <laughs> nietzsche new character introduced in season four <laughs> So we're just here to celebrate Stranger Things Day and talk about the wonderful films and TV shows we've been watching. Um, feel free to write into us anytime at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Here in a little while, I'm going to read an email from a lovely listener that we got earlier. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to us on Patreon for extra episodes and just to show your support at patreon.com slash streaming things. That's patreon.com slash streaming things. And here, very special guest in honor of Stranger Things Day. We've invited uh, Dr. Brenner himself to thank our current Patreon subscribers. What, 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 am I, what am I doing here? So I've given you a... Okay, just pay attention. I'm I Dr. Paid you, Brenner. Hello. I, I paid you $20. Have so. I experimented on either of you before? I don't think so. <laughs> mm, unfortunate. I gave you a list of names, and all I wanted you to do was read them and thank them for their patronage. Are these people special? Do yeah. they have abilities? They're very special to us. So many superpowers. Oh. Uh, one of them does. Her name is, well, you'll see. You'll know which one's special when mm-hmm. you read it. Mm. Interesting. Okay, let me put on my bifocals here. Okay. Phil. It says, to thank Phil, uh, I think he's a terrible wound. Uh, also, thank you, Carmelita. You would be number one in my menagerie of children. Um, <laughs> thank you to Carrie. I'll give you what's greater than one? Two. I, I don't think you know math, young man. <laughs> uh, thank you to Enza. I, I, I just thank you. You're, you're great. I don't, your name makes me think of torturing more children. Um, thank you, Cake. That's the special one. I have to get my hands on your brain cake. <laughs> we love cake. I oh, you does she have psychological abilities to make you love her? We we think that she does. It's, mm. it's a, it's the a cake sweet is a lie. Oh, a young man, I know that very well, very well indeed. Katie, thank you so much. I'm going to give you the number purple. Think about it. 
Just think about it. Wow. Yes. Thanks, Dr. You, Brenner. That's this generous. Guy, this guy gets it. Yeah, I do. Uh, I would like to thank Daniel. Uh, hopefully, you're not anything like the Demogorgon. That also begins with a D, because I don't like that Demogorgon. Some of you might be wondering where I've been since season one when I ran into Daniel the Demogorgon. Yeah. Will you find out next season? <laughs> I'll never tell. I'll, we'll eventually tell. Thank you to Jimmy. Oh, Jim Bone. He's the best. <laughs> I assume I've never met the man. And lastly, I'd like to thank our brand new Patreon member. I don't know why I said our. I'm not in this podcast. Oh. I just like the vibe. <laughs> I want to associate myself with it. We're so happy to have you. Uh, thank you. But we're also happy to have Sarah. Thank you for your contribution. Now, if you don't mind, I have children to torture in the other room. Dr. Brenner, uh, we know that you're busy. Thank you so much for stopping in in honor of Stranger Things Day to thank our patrons. So you're, you're welcome. Just journey on back to your lab now or wherever you're at. Bye. Real quick, before you go, though. I'm um, back. I heard that you have a killer Billie Eilish cover that you wanted to sing for us. Yes, drop a beat for me. I- boom, 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 boom. Boom, I am boom, the bad boom, guy. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's apropos. Thank you. We got to get moving on now, though. Thank you, Dr. Brenner. Bye. Hop. Sorry. No, no. Is she here, too? Winona. Where have you been? Hop. 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 Cigarettes. <laughs> I don't know. That's I cannot wait till Stranger Things season four comes out, man. I am so excited. That new trailer, which I uh, couldn't help but watch, was was actually very well done. Didn't give a whole lot away. I'm very not that I needed any enticement. Right? It was like a little double trailer. It was fucking solid. The first one was like all happy go lucky. Oh, look at Eleven. She's doing school things out. Yeah, in John Hughes things. John Hughes things, and then and then we get <laughs> and then we get uh, the the boys. Uh, basically, the Hardy Boys now is what they seem like. They're up out, to no out, good out here quoting Sherlock and stuff. And there's a big clock. The old clock just goes boom. I will venture to say this is my prediction here and now on November, the whatever the audience thinks it is. Write it down. 2021. Yeah, you can take this to the fucking bank. Stranger Things season four is going to be the best season ever. Hot damn. That is fighting words. It is. Ooh. Here's my theory, right? Season one, phenomenal. Season two, wonderful. Season three, out of this world, right? Mm-hmm. They've had years now to perfect upon the writing for season four, right? And they even the Duffer brothers themselves say, hey, we'll take this not to put any, uh, you know, good spin on COVID, right? But it's actually given us the time to know for sure where we're going, how to end the entire series for the next mm-hmm. couple of seasons. We're very excited. So, you know, have they, they set a date for how many seasons they're doing? I don't think so. I'm, I mean, my brain says five, but I could have easily made that up. Okay. Can I voice a concern that I have for no. season four? Sir, this is a safe place. Yeah. You can you. say, Thank you can you. speak and your mind. It. So, are we agreed that Millie Bobby B is not the best actress? I mean, no. we're not agreed. We're not agreed. Okay. So you thought I she don't was think she's great in Godzilla actress. or whatever. Godzilla That's Kong not fair. No hey. one was great in Godzilla. Not even the CGI monster Godzilla was great in Godzilla. I mean, she really hasn't done much with these awful scripts. I'm starting to doubt her. So all I was going to say is that so so far in her career, which is very young, and she's sure. a child yeah. actress. Absolutely. Sure. Um, she has not been great in much outside of 
Stranger Things. Uh-huh. She certainly hasn't found success outside the show. And so I'm concerned that the more articulate Eleven becomes, the more her acting her chops are, going to, are show. going to show compared to like uh, the guy that plays Will, uh, Noah Schnapp. That mm-hmm. dude oh, who that shits all over everybody. What has he been in, though? Like, I feel like of all the Stranger Things kids, the the kid who plays Mike is uh, Finn Wolfhart is the only one that I see regularly get work for, you know, I don't want to say front for runner. Him but, and um, Gaten Matarazzo has had that, like, prank show on Netflix for, like, mm-hmm. five seasons. and. Um, uh, so, Will Schnapp had his big breakout in Bridge of Spies. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, starting out with Steven Spielberg's pretty fucking huge. Well, yeah, he's the powerhouse of Stranger Things for sure. He's the best of all the kids. I think he was the voice of Charlie Brown in the Peanuts movie. That's pretty big. And he already had a good career, but I think David Harbour has probably capitalized second most off of oh, the Stranger sure. Things. Oh, sure. I was mostly off the kids. I was mostly focused on the kids. Yeah. I'm going to say it now, Arthur too. Arizona. I think that Winona Ryder lady's got a career ahead of her. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> as long as she <laughs> pays for the things that she gets the stores to get. <laughs> strange reference. Hmm. <laughs> um, no, I, I can understand that. And, you know, for telling the truth about your opinion here mm-hmm. as well, because after all, friends don't lie. And that has been our motto here. Our mantra here at streaming things for sure. Friends, Friends don't, don't lie. lie. Big facts. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're ever going to top the uh, never ending story sequence from season three, though. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> like whenever a beloved TV show can nail like a random musical number. <laughs> um, I've talked about it before. The magicians, you guys got to get into it. If you're ever like, I don't know, have the flu and find yourself unemployed and you just want to binge a show. It's a very it's a, specific set of things to happen. Yeah. That's what happened to me. And, <laughs> and I watched all of the magicians. If you're unemployed and you get the flu, this show is for you. I'm saying right into streamingthingspod at gmail.com. If you know and love the magicians, where are you at? I know you got to be out there. Magician. There's uh, not too many of you because it got canceled. Wizards and witches rise up. I mean, I watched the first couple episodes for this show. And that's it right. was solid. Yeah. I do want to mention before we move on, I don't know how much time we're devoting to the Stranger Things talk, but before we move on, I did want to mention there was an there was a reoccurring joke on this podcast about the show where it was like, where is everyone's house and relationship to one another? Because uh, everything is five minutes from Mike's house. Yeah. Everything is five minutes from Mike's house. Barb literally probably got killed like within sight of Mike's house. But then today, Andy messaged us uh, on our group chat like, hey, they released a map of Hawkins and I got immediately excited like the, the rumor mill the discussion the discourse uh-huh. can finally be put to bed we will know geographically where is mike's house and why is it the center of hawkins and i looked at this map and this map does not help yeah. at all it is an it is an artistic rendering it's like a stylized map where it's not meant to be realistic at all and i was so mad i'm like i'm looking at a map of hawkins but there's chicago right there <laughs> right <laughs> hawkins borders russia apparently yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was, I mean, it was a really good drawing. You can see Russia from my porch. It's just no. landlocked, <laughs> nestled in between Russia and California, right there, Hawkins. Sarah Indiana, Palin so. lives in Hawkins. You heard it here, third. Yeah. Um, it was a fun little map because it, 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 it brought me back memories of like, oh, yeah, I remember when they went to that place. Oh, I forgot about the weird uh, junkyard they were like held up the, in the school bus when the demodogs were oh, uh, yeah, hunting yeah. them. Yeah, it was, just, it was a nice little, nice little trip down memory lane. It's when they bust out the bat, right? Yeah. For round two. I'm really excited for the uh, inevitable early 2022 <laughs> 
Stranger Things rewatch again, right? I, Hell yeah. When I get to watch all three seasons, oh, brush up on wait. my expertise. We have to plan on, I, I assume we're going to be re-releasing those episodes in the future when it comes closer to Stranger Things 4, but yeah, we have to talk we'll, about we'll that We'll have plan. to do a big recap celebration as well. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not individual like we used to, like season one, mm-hmm. but just do a first three seasons party where we... At the end of all that, we Ooh, all a talk. party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. We Hell could, yeah. Oh, we could have Stranger Things, uh, like Demodorgan deviled eggs. And <laughs> I, like I don't know. I love that deviled eggs is where you went with. Well, he's damn Bob Newby Nilla wafers. Uh, demo hot dogs. And we just have tiny little. Millie Bobby hot browns. Boom. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're in Kentucky. It has to happen. Yes. Millie Bobby hot browns. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, you. <laughs> Top damn, of my man. head. It was pretty good. I don't. I'm, my brain is honestly, to be honest with you guys, I'm scrambling for another Stranger Things food pun, and just not. Oh, we could. You guys can drink beer with lots of hops, hops, hops. <laughs> Mike and Ike's. Oh, we, we got to have uh, coffee and contemplation as a. I think as a breakfast. We, so. We'll have to have Murray Bauman's corn, do- corn dogs. Oh, uh, what are the slushy for the Russian guys? Slushies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cherry or something. Yeah, what he, was that he wanted name? strawberry. We're right. losing all the non-Stranger Things fans right now. <laughs> They're all like, I Fucking never watched slushies. the show. Fuck them. This podcast is going way downhill since the Spawn episode. They don't know how much we like slushies. <laughs> it was a Patreon episode. <laughs> that was into talking. <laughs> That's a fact, though. Like, we don't fuck with movies without slushies, or ices, rather. But It's true. I get a Coca-Cola icy every time I go to the movie theater. Except I went to Regal Wilder to see Eternals recently, which we'll talk about in a bit. And I had to get a Pepsi Icy because that theater fucking I didn't know Pepsi Icy was Pepsi a has Icy's? It's not good. It's not worth it. Did I, they have a Mountain Dew Icy that you could have done instead? Yes. Oh, that would have been. Those are pretty good. I don't I drink Mountain Dew because it makes me feel racist. I feel it. I, that's why I quit. Actually. <laughs> that's why I don't, I don't eat white chocolate for that same reason. <laughs> right. It's just like, what am I doing right now? I'm almost uh, three years sober of Mountain Dew, so I get it. Wow. Yeah. Some listeners might not be might be laughing, but that actually is a really big deal for me. <laughs> One day at a time, my friend. Yeah. One day at a time. I appreciate your sobriety from Mountain Dew, my friend. I yeah. absolutely do. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get into our crossing stream segment. How about that? Crossing Streams is the segment where each week we delve into the TV and film properties that we've been watching since last we met. And we do it all sexy. Hey, can't help it. Have you been on uh, Tubi? Tubi. How about a movie? Mm, Andy, ready. let's throw it to you. Hey, Crunchy. Buddy. What have you been up to, digitally speaking, since last we met? So, Peacock. Do you guys remember a tiny little super underappreciated film that came out in 2003 starring Jack Black, the evil stepsister of Jack White, uh, School of Rock? Of course. That's oh, yeah. A classic. That's a classic. Do you know who the fuck directed that? Uh, I used to know, Linklater. Richard Linklater yeah. directed it. Oh. What the fuck? You didn't know that, bro? No, I didn't I'm know that. I'm flexing my bro. knowledge right now. They flexed all over us, man. Did you see Space me very chest. hesitantly suggest Linklater <laughs> like a boss just now? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty solid. But yeah, stars Jack Black and a bunch of kids. Uh, and <laughs> Joan Cusack, the underrated best Cusack, actually. Joan is a good Cusack. He's yeah. Uh, one of the kids' names two, is sure. Divka Reyes. I know that because she resurfaced as a TikTok celebrity recently to nice. me. To me, I think, didn't one of the kids pass away last month? Oh, brutal! I think the drummer oh, no. got. No, I think you're right. Was in a car accident. 
and passed away, unfortunately. That is correct. Oh, that's really, really Sorry sad. to slow that old uh, I know that train two, down. <laughs> two of them got married. Like one of the uh, girls that was the backup, one of the backup dancer singers and uh, another one of the kids. Like they met again years later. At the oh, really? School of Rock it was reunion party. Sleepless in School of Rock kind of sitch nice. going on. It was oh, pretty cool. Good. You've got school, school of Rock. You've got School of Rock. <laughs> what got are some it. other Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks romances? That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> would you be my <laughs> would you be my school of rock um cast away of rock school of rock atlas streamable on netflix so much better than i expected it to be on rewatch Saving Private I, school I, of rock. I like had kind of se- <laughs> kind of semi-dreaded going back to this film uh why why were you dreading it? Walk walk me because through. Because I loved the shit out of it back in the day. And mm-hmm. I remember watching it at the Wilder Cinema that Chris was just talking about that he went to see Eternals at many, many, many years ago. Uh one might say nineteen years ago mm. when the movie came out. Is that how long it's been? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that makes sense, but still that's that Jack Black has so not aged, and, aged a day since then. He just grew a beard. Um but Anyway, I saw it in like this double feature thing and I can't even remember what the other movie was, but it was a big deal for me at the time to get to see, go to a double feature and get to see School of Rock because at the time I modeled my life after Jack Black. Tenacious D was the greatest band of all time for about like three months during the summer of 2002. Uh, And so anyway, I had... been dreading going back to watching School of Rock because I thought that it was ultimately going to be a... uh, childish kids film it's kind of like a never meet your heroes scenario is for sure saying? for sure never watch school of rock second time <laughs> no 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 uh, still slaps yeah uh Dude, there was a time where that movie was like the the dvd of school of rock was a consistent rewatched disc in my household oh, that's such a good movie i haven't seen it in probably 10 years but mm-hmm. i have very very fond memories of that movie yeah it's great it's super good sarah silverman is in it and super underutilized which is a massive bummer because that was just like it. <clears throat> hey, you got a name speaking role. Good for you. Up and coming actor comic. And now she, you know, went on to have her own show and, you know, she's Sarah Silverman. But in that, she's just like the bitchy girlfriend. Um, but she does it so well. Yeah, she, she, does. she does it wonderfully. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, School of Rock is fucking badass. Uh, it, and plus the fact that it was Linklater uh, that blew my fucking mind. Um, so then I also watched, I kind of went through like a early to mid 2000s comedy renaissance uh were you high over the past few days no Hmm. i don't smoke weed i know but it's always funny to ask that when you watch (laughs) mid-2000s comedies Uh, i watched uh oh my god i'm so sorry andy but the teenage mutant ninja turtles is playing in your other room and there's a close-up of one of the turtles and it is a horrifying experience Mm -hmm. i'm so sorry about that who watches these movies i've just had splinter what the fuck is that why is it happening kill it I've had movies playing uh, in my living room for a while and just music going and something. uh, What was the uh, whitewashing scandal movie with Scarlett Johansson that came out a few years ago? Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell was playing and uh, there was like a Bon Iver on or something. And it like seemed like a music video, like the weirdest. (laughs) It's Boney Vare. Boney Vare. Skinny love. Right. That's a good song. But so anyway, that was playing and uh, that movie was on. And I was like, this is the most fucked up music video ever. And so I just let it go. And so uh, obviously I turned off the music when we started doing the podcast. But I was having a grand old time. Just like, what the fuck's going to come on next? Uh, We're watching Ghost in the Shell. Random audio and visuals. Right. Part three. That's Uh, a fun game to play. 
Why is Megatron attacking Splinter? God damn it, focus, Steve. I'm so sorry. So, so the He's next, got an 80 against TV, all right? It's hard not to see. So the next mid to, uh, mid to late 2000s, 2010s uh, comedy that I watched was a little film called Hall Pass, uh, directed With by the, I don't know how to pronounce it, Jason Sudeikis. Barely Brothers? That's actually on my watch list to watch when my wife's high. Uh, yes, with Jake, Jason Sudeikis, <laughs> Owen Wilson. Wilson. Uh, it wow. has uh, Jenna Fisher of The Office fame. A, a very, very tan Jenna Fisher. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> She's like, has this... She's aw- famously pale. Awful, awful spray tan. She it, It's distracting. Uh, and then Christina Applegate. Um, had fun with it. Uh, wildly, wildly predictable. Uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, is a gem. And Owen Wilson is predictable. Uh and I'm take that back. I sir. like Owen him. Wilson is a gem. I like him more in weird roles. Uh, when he's just like the do gooder, like, oh, I have a funny way of talking guy. I'm whoa, that was a great Owen Wilson. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, no, yeah, I like him better when like he's like in a Wes Anderson movie or something when he gets to get weird with it because he is so easily typecast is just like. The guy that the hard luck guy, you know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. know how better slubby heart of gold. Mm-hmm, dude. Exactly. Um, and so I like it when I get to see him have fun and I didn't get that much in this film, but Jason Sudeikis fucking killed it in this movie. And I had a lot, a lot of fun with that. Also, Christina Applegate was really good. Uh, she She's had like great. this little moment in uh, uh, like after Anchorman where she was in a bunch of things. And I wish that that was continuing because she is yeah. wonderful. She, um, she has such an interesting career because she's always been great, but you're right. Like, I feel like she doesn't have that level of success that she, I feel like she's deserved of. Right. That new show she had, um, I think there's two seasons of it went super viral. I mean, people love that show. I, I didn't watch it, but my wife loves it. Um, Dead Like Me or something like that. Oh, yeah, I do. Dead, I love that show. Me. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Is that what it is? Yeah. Dead to Me. Yeah, I've seen the first season of that, and that's a really good show. But so, like, as far as, like, Farrelly Brothers, who are wonderful uh, comic directors, like, does not live up to Dumb and Dumber or Me, Myself, and Irene. Um, but it's still, I had a whole lot of fun with it. Um, and then after that, I watched, um, oh, and that's streamable also on Netflix. Uh, School of Rock and uh, Hall Pass, both on Netflix. And then I watched um, a little film a little bit more recently. Uh or a little bit more recent release, or maybe, maybe not. Uh, Horrible bosses. Oh shit! Oh, you yeah. know what? They came out the same year. Same year. Yeah. It, it was the Sedekasans. Yeah. Um, Horrible bosses is great. Horrible bosses. So good. I had never seen it. I, I, it was kind of a big miss for me because I love the fuck out of Always Sunny, and so like Charlie Day to me is like anything he does on screen is immediately going to be enjoyable to me, and somehow I never watched Horrible Bosses, and this wow. movie is fucking stacked my dude it has listen to this jason bateman charlie day jason sudeikis in the sudeikis aunt colin farrell jennifer aniston donald sutherland jamie fox and kevin spacey uh <laughs> was an appropriate role so this time good yeah oh yeah fitting uh, although jennifer aniston's the one that's sexually assaulting people in this film but uh Man, and she's having a blast doing. Oh it. my god, yeah, dude. She, <laughs> you can tell she's she having fun. Like, that roll up. I don't get to play "quote unquote" bad guys very much. Right, right, right. And she was having so much fun in that role. It's like it's like Owen Wilson, man. When she gets to do more interesting things, she's wonderful. Yeah. But you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck about Friends or any of the Adam Sandler comedies that she was a part of. Like, I just heard shit. I just heard half of our listeners 
turn tune out tune out yeah the gas doesn't give a fuck about friends Sorry, <gasps> but yeah uh so directed by seth gordon uh who is famous for um horrible bosses <laughs> pretty much <laughs> he's done a bunch of uh he's done a bunch of tv he's directed a bunch of episodes of like the office and parks and Rec. he wasn't like creator or anything uh for all mankind the space race tv show that i talked about a few episodes back wonderful apple tv plus show uh he's directed a few episodes of that but yeah, not a uh, huge uh, film presence, but honestly fucking killed it. This movie was fantastic. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, that movie is really good. Mm-hmm. Super duper funny. But yeah, that's uh, most of what I've been streaming. Steve, what have you been up to, buddy? All right. I got three movies to talk about this week. Mm. These are brand new films. You can't stream any of them yet. They're still in theaters. I got that A-list Stubbs pass back, baby, and I'm using it. It's in my entourage. Or I'm in his. I'm not really sure. Yeah. We're, we're, we're all in each other's. Hey, actually, it says you haven't ex- confirmed my entourage membership. You got to send me an invite, don't you? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I thought you texted it to me. Who's Maybe. to say? Who's That's to okay. say? He doesn't want to be in my entourage. I'm it's fine. better than that. It's fine. Uh, but uh, so first off, because I know Chris has seen a couple of these movies as well. So I'll start talking about the one that I don't think Chris has seen. Uh, and that is a movie called Antlers. Oh, shit. Uh, If you don't know what that movie is about, IMDb has a synopsis, which is an isolated Oregon town, a middle or in an isolated Oregon town, excuse me, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with their enigmatic student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with an ancestral creature. (gasps) Gasp. So I was really, really excited about this movie in terms of like how how much I can get excited for a horror film because I really, really love good creature movies you know like if it's a really cool monster movie like i can get behind that um and something about in the trailer of the movie you only get brief glimpses of the creature's design and to me it was evoking uh did you guys ever watch the ritual which you can stream on netflix yes yes andy recommended that to me it's wonderful love that movie and i think the creature design in that movie is like top notch Mm -hmm. and i was like dude if you can give me just a little bit of that creature's movie magic into this i'm good uh, fortunately, they did. They nailed the creature design. The creature design in this movie is fan fucking tastic. They even use uh, animatronics and like oh, cool. practical looking use with it. The downside is the rest of the movie blows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, it's it's this weird thing where can't have everything, right? You know, I mean, you know, um, the director, his name is Scott Cooper. He's actually pretty. You know, he's got a lot of good movies. Is that under his uh, Cooper's boy? Yeah, Cooper's it's old man boy. Cooper's boy, right? Who's old man Cooper? What do you mean by old I'm man just, Cooper? Just... Bradley Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's directed like Crazy Heart, Out of the Furnace, Black Mass, Hostels. I don't know if you guys have seen any of those movies. Hostel? Black Mass, the Johnny Depp oh, movie? What? Is that like Black Mass, the Johnny Depp movie? Yes. Crazy I Heart, the Jeff that. I've seen movie. Black Mass. That was pretty good, actually. I've seen Hostels, the Christian Bale movie. That is pretty good as well. Uh, But this movie just isn't like you can tell (laughs) you can tell he's trying to go for like a greater meaning in this. You were really excited about this, too. I I was like, why? You're not like the biggest horror guy. Well, like I said, like just horror. Well, like I said, I'm really into like creature design. And I thought like, oh, that's going to be a cool looking creature. It looks like a thinking man's horror movie based off the trailer. Like, I think I can get behind this. And there 
an attempt is definitely being made to be a thinking person's horror film because there's definitely he's trying to throw in a lot of metaphor about drug addiction and uh, the opioid deck epidemic and how it can affect a small town like this. Um, however, the unfortunate thing is like a lot of this movie relies on telling, not showing, but then also not making connections where connections need to be made. So the whole like reason this story even starts with this monster isn't super well explained. Like, wait, why is this happening now? It just, it raises a lot of questions that never get answered. So they raise a bunch of questions. The first moment of the movie that move questions never answered the whole movie. Um, and then a lot of the like, boy, the opioid epidemic sure is wrecking our town. That's <laughs> the explanation of it. It's just characters. Uh, Jesse Plemons plays uh, Carrie Russell's brother. Um, and he's the sheriff. And it's a lot of like, man, this town isn't the same as it was when I grew up. Yeah. The opioid epidemic is really hurting us here. Anyway, monster. But you never really see that other than maybe every now and then like, oh, this Oregon town looks dreary. Well, yeah, it's fucking Oregon. Uh, you know what I mean? So um, the, the monster is somehow supposed to be a metaphor for opioid abuse? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know how much spoiler-wise I can get with it, but the monster yeah. has to deal with like this hunger of needing to feed on meat and like you can't control your body and that yeah. type of thing. Can't jerk off either. You, just, <laughs> you never get off. No, yeah, it's, it's why he's so angry. Yeah, um, and you don't eat actually, but you know they obviously this candy. Coop has not uh, doesn't know shit about opioid addiction if he's uh, <laughs> thinking that you're hungry. But and and, and like there's also this element of um, child abuse and social uh, social care happening because obviously the uh, the the brunt of the story relies on uh, the young child actor Jeremy T. Thomas who plays Lucas and the boy is great like he's a great actor and a lot of the intrigue I think this movie has is Carrie Russell who's his teacher thinking like I think this boy's being abused at home he's coming to school looking like super malnourished and I'm worried about him how do I go about you know navigating this quagmire of this Ooh, relationship nice. yeah thank you take that uh, phil suck it suck it phil uh how do i Dude, he said menagerie earlier too he's going hard <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm learning good um but i really enjoyed that part of the story but then maybe like towards the end when the horror aspects of the movie start to ramp up that's when the movie completely falls apart and I mean, like, I think, and I know I'm not a big scary movie guy, but I think you guys would back me up if you watched me. There's literally a scene that just repeats itself three times in a row with three different characters where a character's like, hey, I think something's in here. Ow, I got stabbed. Someone else, hey, I think something's in here. Ow, I too have been stabbed. Hey, are you guys in that room? Oh no, something's about to stab me. And it's like, and that lasts like 10 minutes. And it's like, what are we doing? Stop going into that shed. Number one rule of really good horror is that the characters make smart choices uh. and have more faith in the audience. And then, mm. cause when people are just like falling over, you know, that's, that's old school. That's seventies horror. Right? When people are just tripping a lot, you know, yeah. that's just, yeah. that's Oh, my leg hurts. Now but when they're, they're really making slow. really good decisions, running away from the monster, whatever it is, that's, that's really engaging horror. I think. Yeah. And the movie like, and this is why it's so frustrating because the movie, when it starts in the first real kind of scary co confrontation happens, uh, with Carrie Russell specifically, there's a moment where it's like, oh, thank God. They're, the characters in this movie are smart. This is great. I'm so happy where this is going. And then like two scenes later, I'm 
um, resisting the urge to yell at the screen was like, why are you being so fucking stupid? Stop doing that. What are you doing? Okay. And then everyone's an idiot from the rest of the movie. And then lastly, when the movie ends, I mentioned before how like something was set up in the beginning that they never even touch on. They do try to explain some elements of what this monster is and why it's occurring and, you know, the rules of the monster. And then I feel like the last scene of the movie is like, well, you just ignored the rules like that's that was never brought up why is this happening now because it did the whole horror thing where it's like oh we did the thing but did we huh is the is the monster really dead it does that whole uh, do we have enough money thing? for a sequel yeah and it's kind of like god stop it but uh yeah so antlers not great uh disappointing sorry <clears> to say <throat> but cool animatronics yeah the monster's really cool looking uh, might watch so, it just for that just yeah watch it just for that uh the next movie i i saw i saw it with my dear friend chris mm-hmm. sitting across from me we we got our entourage together we went to the amc newport and we saw ridley scott's the last duel oh shit you guys got to see that what yeah, baby wait hang on was that on my birthday it was it was on your birthday happy birthday buddy we saw a movie yeah, without you <laughs> awesome he was andy was busy for just so the listeners don't think yeah. it was just us not inviting Andy. I was seeing how far up my ass I could fit my thumb. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How far did you get? Like a knuckle and a half. Oh, well, that's better than last year. You're making a <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 34, things start opening up. <laughs> that's the stuff you get to look You're almost to. to the age where you need to do that. So. <laughs> we are, right, yeah. yeah like, are we still the doctor does there? it for me. <laughs> yeah. Get to stretch it out so it's not as painful when the doctor gets in there and fishes around. Uh, what is this podcast? <laughs> oh, there's my keys. Speaking of prostate exams, <laughs> The Last Duel is a movie by Ridley Scott. Good segue. Back on track. Thank you. Uh, if you guys haven't really seen any trailers for it, it's basically like like a, a medieval Me Too movement. Which, which is, you know, I think that's a poor description. Cause Terrible. Guess some people are immediately like, have that need. You're like, nah, I don't need my <laughs> PC culture getting in my, my movies. My medieval sword movies. Medieval peoples. Uh, but no, it's really good. I had such a blast with this movie. It stars Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer. Uh, ben Affleck is in like, Ben Affleck's in a min- minor role, but it's like, Wow, that's the best acting I've seen Ben Affleck do in quite some time. Strong he's, 25%. Yeah. Yeah, he's really, really good in the movie. And everyone is, really. I'm so, like, happy for Jodie Comer, like, that she, she seems to be just blowing up re- recently. Um, she's she, And she's phenomenal in this movie. Uh, I'd be interested, Chris, to see how what you think of the movie, because I feel like I've been talking too much. No, you've been talking the, the exact right amount. Uh, <laughs> you're the Goldilocks of talkers. Um, I loved the last duel. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, I, when I saw the November list, it is not the one that I expected to stand out. And I did my best to see almost all of them. I, I still haven't seen no time to die, which I, I can watch on Tuesday. Uh, the day after this drops, I'll be able to watch it on VOD. Um, but I, I watched everything else that was released. I'm really proud of myself. And the last duel is, is one of the very best. I think it got, uh, very uh what's the word it, it was it was not shattered it was not treated well at mm-hmm. the box office right i think it made it lost uh, over a hundred million dollars to my knowledge right so completely dismal success uh and that's sad because they don't make these kinds of movies anymore and this mm-hmm. is why and now they're definitely not gonna but like <laughs> your your mid-tier budget dad movie uh dad medieval you know your your gladiators your brave hearts like they just they don't exist anymore and this is 
up there with Braveheart and Gladiator. Like it is that good. Oh shit. Um, with more, much more of a, a a moral spin, like Steve was saying. You know, it's like if if Mel Gibson had a conscience, um, <laughs> <laughs> they would be this movie. No, it's uh, it's really fucking good. It it has a conceit. I think I told you, Andy, a little bit about it. But for listeners at home, without spoiling too much. Oh, I do remember. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it 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 has it, it does a thing where it visits the entire film from three different perspectives. And so it starts off from one perspective. And then the second act, it goes into someone else's perspective of those events and goes on and on that way. Um, and it's really smart in the way that it reveals there is no truth uh, or rather that it's hard to get to the truth. Like you kind of believe your own version of the Everybody events. has their own truth. Well, it's, <laughs> there is an objective truth, but it's like, it's almost it's so filtered through your perception is so filtered through your own worldview that mm. like you will fight to the death quite literally in this film, believing that your version is the true version. And it's almost not even your fault. Cause it's just like, that's the way it fucking happened in your mind. And it's totally not the way it happened. Right. So mm. it's fascinating for that. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, the set design was wonderful. Like this world oh, yeah. felt lived in and real. Like, I feel like I'm really and. I know what it's like to be in dark ages, Europe, you know, and I definitely don't, but I feel like I do have having watched the last duel. So, I think part of that is a uh, 75% due to Matt Damon's mullet. Yes. <laughs> yes. There. I, I love how the costume designer was like, how can we just get the audience to just instantly look at him and just go, fuck this guy. What a knob. And somebody in the back was like, cash Matt Damon. <laughs> and they were like, shut up, Ben. We're being serious. And shut up, Ben. Let's give him a mullet. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I absolutely love the last duel. So, do you guys think that Dame Flack are going to win their next uh, writing Oscar? It, it'll be nominated. I'm I'm almost certain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it's it's really really good. Like you said, the the concept of you know revisiting the same events over and over through three different people's perspectives is very very intriguing. And it, and it and the first time it kind of resets. I was I my first thought was like, oh no, we're going to do this a lot. But every time they did it, they proved me wrong because it was just fascinating to see just how things were different, but also they were, you know, each character goes their own way and has their own stories as well in the meantime. Um, and then they also make a, a, a very brave choice to say, no, this is what really happened. They do have a final stamp on, yeah. you know, a definitive answer, a definitive, like this is, this is the truth. This is what really happened. Uh, but it, but it, but you know, it, it, it's, it's just like you said, it's just a very cool way to kind of tackle a story like this. Yeah. And the performances from the three leads are, are really great. This is a true story. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yes, it is. Um, and I think Andy was more knowledgeable on the, the historical nature of it than me. And he was saying that it's uh, famously a toss up has not been answered. It cannot at this point, because mm-hmm. you're talking like 11th century France or something like that, like way, way, way back. Um, but yeah, uh, no, no definitive answer as to what it is, but given the subject matter, uh, and that's something Chris and I talked about a little bit, like you couldn't make this movie today and not be a little more, uh, bias. Hey, this is what up, what, mm-hmm. what's up. 
Yeah. And it's, I, I and, love the stance if, that it's like, that is likely what happened, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, it's, uh, and if you don't know what the, what that is, is essentially there are two knights that are like friends at a certain point. One is a squire. One, or sorry, yes. <laughs> one, one, they both start off as squires. They though, do. Right? Well, they're both like competing scri- uh, squires. One has a lovely wife. She claims that the other one came into their fortress by himself and raped her. Uh-huh. And now they, you know, he's, you know, saying like, you raped my wife. No, I didn't. And like, they have a duel to see like, well, who let's, you know, God will decide who is right. If right. my, if my trial wife is lying or not, it's a trial by combat. If you're familiar with game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So they might have that kind of, Oh, okay. That's just, why didn't you say trial by combat? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, and it's, there's more at stake than that. It's, 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 it's engrossing because mm-hmm. if, uh, the husband loses. That means that she lied, decreed by God. And they're going to burn her. They're going to burn, set her on fire. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, it's I definitely must watch. I know it's a little too late in theaters now, but if if you got the money and you come across it on Apple TV or Amazon for twenty dollars rental or something, I would show some support for it because it's it's really worth your time. Did it get booted from theaters already? I'm sure uh, with all the screens they probably, need for Eternals. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fair, I assume fair, so. Fair. Speaking of which, aha. Uh-huh. I watched this movie today. As did I. Not today. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, you guys both saw Eternals? Too? I saw Eternals yesterday. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to get invited to any of this shit? You're always so, no offense, kidding. buddy, but you got a lot going technically, on. Technically, I did invite you to see The Last Duel, and you're like, oh, I'm busy. I got birthday plans. You definitely like, oh, did. Oh, happy I know, birthday. I, know. I was just hamming it up for the show, you guys. Yeah. We don't kind truck of, with that shit. Friends don't lie. Friends we don't lie, A Andy. little bit of artifice. I mean, just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. No, I didn't know about Eternals, though. I love the fun conceit you're trying to get us to play into where we just fucking fuck you over I'm awesome. <laughs> what a fun concept we're the villains <laughs> that's the that's, hey well everybody's to, the main character in their own story right so yeah. to me you guys are the villains <laughs> and he's just alone in his house making us all dinner and we never show up that, that actually, actually happened did happen. <laughs> see what i did there <laughs> nice yeah thank you we were supposed to record what yesterday and uh i spent a very long time uh cooking Friday. this Oh, Friday. I spent a very long time cooking this wonderful meal for everybody. <laughs> Steve was busy and Chris was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I didn't come eat it once I knew we weren't recording. That's true. Right. That's right. true. I will. In my defense, Andy, I saw it today just because I thought we were recording at like one. Uh-huh. And then we we're like, no, we're recording at six. I was like, well, I don't know what to do for four hours. I <laughs> guess I'll go see Eternals. <laughs> that was also on me. My girlfriend stayed the night and we were just hanging out doing We carved pumpkins and stuff. We had a great day. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Well, next time I'm just going to text you like, hey, do you and your girlfriend want to go see Eternals with me? Well, <laughs> right. I'm yeah. telling you all now, I'm going to see Ghostbusters Afterlife with my wife. And I would love it if you guys attended with I'll us. Come. When? Uh, whenever it comes out. What I'm sure I always see it on Thursday night. I think that's a great, oh, okay. it's kind of like premiere early as possible, but also pretty under attended. So it's yeah. comfortable. You guys want to do a movie marathon night where we watch the first two Ghostbusters before we, uh, well, I one. think we're going to be reviewing the first Ghostbusters for that week. Most likely. Yeah. You heard it here first. I own it on Blu-ray. So oh, sure. not to brag. It's a steel. Book. I mean, I would love to watch the second one as well. Cause I, I, that's the one I've seen the least. I would love to Andrew. And if you're cooking dinner, you have my proton pack. <laughs> Got you, boo. 
<laughs> I also got leftovers of that. I made this amazing uh, cheesy potato, uh, spicy Italian sausage, bacon, uh, corn. You had me a potato. Mix. <laughs> mix. It's super good. Goulash, is, that the, if you will. is that the butt piss uh, yes. stuff you made? <laughs> I told him, I was like, it looks like diarrhea, but it's like good diarrhea. It's like mm. butt piss diarrhea. Not one of those foods you take a photo of and everybody goes, mm, boy. But when they eat it, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. and he's Literally. like, man, this, this tastes so good, but it looks like butt piss. <laughs> like on my way, Andy. I'll be there. You had me at butt. So what did you think of Eternals? Because, again, I watched it as well. And I guess we should set the stage if anybody's been under a rock. But uh, this um, this movie's been getting review bombed with by probably people who've never seen it. Uh, assholes, right? But it's, it's famously one of the worst Marvel movies ever made, at least according to bros, right? So that's under the, that's the lens through which I viewed it when I walked in. I don't know if you did this, heard that. That buzz. Yeah, I had heard. So here's the thing. I had heard that it was the worst reviewed Marvel uh, Marvel film in a long time. Uh Um, A lot of it was very I heard it was very divisive, but I did not pick up on the lens that was being reviewed bombed by people that didn't see it or that it was probably done by assholes for very specific reasons. So Mm -hmm. so going into it, my mind was like, I hear this isn't that great, but uh, I want to see it. I want to, you know, it looks different. I want to see what Chloe Zhao can bring to Marvel movies. I like this cast. Yeah. And I got to say, man. I actually really enjoyed Eternals. I did as well. I really like it. I think it's it. like high mid-tier Marvel. It, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see it as a huge departure from what they normally do either. Like, Well, the thing that stood out to me, uh, and again, we're not going to, I'm not going to really spoil anything, but the thing that stood out to me, the, the reasons why I liked it so much is A. It's because Iron Man came back. And that was oh, kind yeah. of a weird choice. Yeah. He was like, I am Iron Man again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still Iron Man. <laughs> Where, Weird way to pop back in. Where have I been this whole time? I just didn't want to marry Pepper Potts. My bad. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really thought that this movie is incredibly economical with its time because it's got a huge, like, what is it, 10 Eternals? There's a huge cast There's of a characters, lot of them. and you got to give them their own time. And for the most part, it does. it's very economical where they show you a person, and with it, by, the, by the time that scene ends, you know that who that character is. You basically know what their powers are. Um, and these characters are fairly complex too. Um, a lot of them, like they're not like these I agree. traditional, like we have to save the world because the world needs a saving. Um, the, a lot of them do have like issues. Like some of them, like, I don't want to do this. I do. I think we should do it this way. And you believe them. And it's not that they're necessarily coming from a place of evil per se. It's just a difference of opinion. And, I think it's done really, really well. I, I I made the, someone was asking me what I thought about it on the way over here. And I said, well, I think it's the best X-Men movie I've seen in quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, because it's that, that type of movie where they're like, here's a team of super powered people that aren't the Avengers. And when they all know, have different abilities like X-Men. And they all have different abilities. Yeah. And then the other thing that I really, really liked about the movie is I think the action's phenomenal. Um, I really love the way the action shot, uh, uh, how the different characters showcase their powers is really neat. The art style of how like uh, their powers kind of form through these like golden lines that kind of come out of their fists it's like or whatever celestial they use. energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love. That's not where I expected Chloe Zhao to sign uh, to shine. Um, yeah, just with her her pedigree wasn't like bombastic action films, right? So, right. but I agree with you. It was really 
really cleanly done. It wasn't like a blue beam in sky or anything like that at any point. Mm-hmm. Did she cast real life superheroes to make it seem more authentic? <laughs> she well, did. I mean, it's, Kit Harrington. It's Kit Harrington, Richard oh, Madden, yeah, there you uh, go. Angelina How Jolie. How did the Stark Boys do? Were they good? They're, it's wonderful. It's funny because they both, and minor spoiler, but they're they're both in love with a character named Cersei. Nice. Yes. So, it's it's a little distracting. For, for Game of Thrones. I mean, what? it's not their fault. They're not going to change the comic book that was written 30 years ago oh. to suit the new Game of Thrones fandom, you know. Oh. But it's amazing because, so Kit Harrington and uh, Gemma Chan play Cersei, right? Yes. Uh Kit Harrington and Gemma Chan have off the charts chemistry. I agree. Oh my God. I felt so bad for Richard Madden because you really kind of get introduced to that. And relationship. You're like, get out of here, douchebag. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, this couple's great. I love them together. And then he Put shows the Matt up. Put the Damon Mullen on like, him. What? Dude, dude, you don't have a chance. Just fly away. Fly I, away. You don't I, have a chance. The, much like Millie Bobby, I haven't seen Kit Harrington in a non Game of Thrones role that I was like, oh shit. Except I take that back. No, the uh, Seven Days in Hell, the tennis thing, so good. But he was playing an idiot in that. So he's he's like <laughs> charming in this. He's really, yeah, he's really yeah. good. Awesome. He's, yeah. Awesome. And actually, uh, I won't say that. Yeah. Don't get too spoiler. <laughs> I won't say that. Uh, well, I was just going to say a minor hint thing, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to do okay, that. Don't even do that. We'll, we'll do that I, off I know mic. nothing, and I would like to continue it to be that way. Yes. No Much risk there, Andy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. One day, I, I would love to do like a spoiler cast with this movie, just because I, I do want to talk about it. Cause yeah, we, we could have reviewed it, because it's really good. We talked about making this episode the Eternals episode. Um, but we, you know, the reviews started coming in and we're like, ah, maybe no one's well, going to see it. First off, our, our movie reviews that are like brand new films don't do that well on our listener base. Mm-hmm. So we assume people have seen it yeah. didn't go right. watch it. Right. Um, but coupled with our fear that it was going to completely bomb, uh, we were like, eh, but I, I but agree with I, you. I think the, my, and I'll just say this and be quiet. I, I think you touched on it, but there is no real villain in this film. And what I mean by that is they all have really good motivations for doing what they're doing and thinking mm-hmm. the way that they're thinking. In fact, it could be argued that our quote unquote protagonists are, are the assholes, which those are the kinds of stories I love. It's why I've always loved game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was really impressed by the emotional maturity of this comic book movie in that sense. Yeah. There's a lot of deep concepts that are happening in the movie that that a lot of Marvel, like you're not getting an Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I don't want them to put that in Ant-Man and the Wasp. But I think that's where the that's the biggest separation between your typical MCU movie and this movie is I feel like this movie is a little bit more weighty in what they're discussing. Well, the reason I think I got review bombed and uh, I know I said I'd shut up, but I just can't help myself. Um, Has the first ever uh, openly gay sex scene in a Disney film, right? Well, there is a, well, there is the a first sex ever scene, sex scene, but it's not a gay sex scene. First ever. Oh, openly, really? What? No, it's first just ever openly. It's just a sex scene. Yeah. yeah. Why do people give a fuck? It's well, not. There's well, also a gay couple. Oh, okay. and there's also yeah. a, uh, a deaf person. And there's also a there's a lot of like mental illness. So it's and too so, woke is what you're it's saying. It's not, though. It's, it's like really I was talking not. to an ignorant. I mean, I, I, I meant that too woke in giant air quotes from yeah, their like, perspective. Like, yes. You. But yes. what's so funny to me, I was yeah. talking to this guy who's really ignorant and I had to stop because he's like he's trying to be like make an allowance for it. Right. He's like, I understand what they're trying to do, but it's like. It's like, why is they got to be deaf? Like, it doesn't make, what does that serve in the plot? And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, it doesn't. It's just some people are deaf. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? There is no plot to that other than like, deaf that is a exist. thing that happens. Right. Like, you know, yeah. I was just mind blown. Right. Like, like in your tiny brain cannot conceive that maybe 
a person who is deaf would like to see themselves in a superhero once. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it doesn't change anything. Everything's still the same. That dude just happens to be gay. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, how does that bother you? That is what privilege is. You are a living embodiment of privilege. (laughs) I really like Black Panther, but they never even brought up that he was black. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yeah, it like, and as I was watching the movie and I got out, I, I, cause I, I tweeted something like the Eternals is great. Why was there so much fuss about this not being a good movie? And then that's when I kind of started looking into it and realized, Oh, it's a bunch of neck beards and <laughs> who were like, Oh, women can't be the main character of a movie. Women can't direct movies or can't be a gay man who has a, like, I assumed adopted a child. How dare they? Oh, and yeah, it's just like, wait, 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 which, which one's, I will not tell you which one is the gay one. Okay. <laughs> is it Angelina Jolie? You just have no. to watch the movie, friend. Yeah, it's just good. Watch I think you'll movie. like it. I Does think you'll Angel have an interesting take on it. She, oh, she's so. Okay, wonderful. so how do they hang? Uh, how did it stack up to Shang Chi? The other I never saw Shang Chi Marvel film that came out this year. I I think this one I edge out above Shang Chi just because I mean you and I saw it together. Shang Chi was Shang-Chi predictable as hell, but it was Shang Chi was a lot of fun. But then the okay. last third, I was like, I'm out. I just, uh-huh, yeah, this doesn't same. connect with me at all. Big same. Um, I think it's the opposite one. with this. Okay, they really stuck the landing. Yeah, the landing is stuck. Uh, the beginning's a little rough, okay. but like. It's once it kind of gets into its groove, it's in it. Well, okay. as a non like super comic book fan, there's a lot to digest early on in this movie. Okay. Um, Cause these are my opinion. Sorry if I'm offending anybody. These are C list Marvel characters that they're dealing with in this phase. Sure. Yeah. Right. So Icarus. by the way, this is not a spoiler. That is, that is a character. That is a character. <laughs> you can edit this out market if you want to. I don't think it's a spoiler because it's like Googleable comic book canon that I had to find out after the movie, but it's bizarre to me what this is doing to my head canon with the MCU. Right. So, like oh interesting did you know this uh well implied yeah no i mean i talked to my comic book nerd friends who didn't see eternals yet and they're like yeah everybody knows that he's a oh i was like no everyone doesn't know that what does that doesn't make any sense uh, yeah i didn't know that that actually makes i thought he was a I'm lost. Exactly. Me too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do more movies that you guys have seen and I have. And we try to explain them. This is fun. Well, if, you, we, if we weren't so spoiler averse, that would be a fun game. Right? We should have done with Goonies. Like, well, that, we did. We were like, Andy, what do you think Goonies is about? Right. right? But you, let me, yeah, you weren't like, Andy, what do you think Eternals about? And I'd be like, I, I would have gone hard. <laughs> oh, we, whoa, we, we don't want that. We didn't get that chance. <laughs> Listener, become a patron and you can hear us uh, interview Andy before he watched Goonies <laughs> and after he watched Goonies. That's true. It's a good, it's a hoot. Patreon plug. Anyway, I'm sorry for chiming in so much. I just, I really like that movie as well. No, I, no, I think that was, that was good. Um, so Chris, what have cra- you been streaming? Is great. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I watched the turtles in the last duel. Huh? Yeah. Uh, What'd you think? They were cool. <laughs> uh, I watched some other things. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off Andy's, uh, late 2010 comedy run was starring mm-hmm. Jason Sudeikis. And I watched, uh, we're the Millers with my wife, which we've nice. talked about ad nauseum on this ep- uh, show because that movie's very special to me. But I hadn't watched it in a while, and she hadn't seen it in a long time. And that movie really holds up. It's really funny. Uh, it's, uh, Sam Richardson's in it. I don't know if you know this. Oh, is he? Yeah, because now I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, uh, He's at, like an airport um, security guard, and he's really funny. Don't Sam Richardson things. Nice. Um, like uh, when the kid, the goofy kid walks up, he's like, full body search. You know, it's just, it's just funny. <laughs> um, but that movie just, even though some of the jokes are inappropriate and stuff now, it's, it's really fucking funny. Um, there's a line where <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, 
uh, is trying to like give the kid a pep talk about kissing girls. And I, have you seen the movie recently or do you remember much about it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a threat. It won't be funny to you then, but it's just really off the you wall. You claim offensive. to know me. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at him and he's like, you were going to suck that guy's dick nine hours ago. Why don't you want to kiss a girl? And then his kid's really offended. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it's really fucking funny. Uh, I love this movie. Star Irreverent. Will Poulter, who was recently inducted into the MCU. That's right? who I'm talking about, yeah. right? Like, Eyebrows Kid is mm-hmm. super handsome now. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing him spit TLC lyrics like it was yesterday, <laughs> right? Um, anyway, that movie still holds Have up. Go check it out. Uh, he is playing um, Adam Warlock. It's a big oh, character. It's, it's not out yet. Guardians Three. No, correct. Oh, okay, correct. okay, okay. But it's a big. I know, role. I know Adam Warlock. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know they had cast him as that. He's he's joined the MCU bandwagon. Uh, so I watched a bunch of things that I really love, and I'm really excited to tell you guys about it. And two of them you can go home and watch immediately after we record this, and I suggest you do. Uh, one of them is called Scenes from a Marriage. Have you guys heard about this? I've heard about it. So it this is a familiar. mini series with Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. Um, ah, yes. Okay. It went viral uh, when Oscar Isaac was all sexy with her on the red carpet. I don't know if you saw that video mm. going around oh, on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is an adaptation of an I've Ingmar. Never been more jealous. Uh, yeah, right. An Ingmar Bergman uh, film. And it's a television drama miniseries which reexamines the original iconic deception of love. Original meaning Ingmar Bergman's version depiction of love, hatred, desire, monogamy, marriage and divorce through the lens of a contemporary American couple played by Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain. So it's five episodes on HBO Max. And this is just really, really top tier actors acting Um, like I'm talking whole scenes, uh, whole episodes of just the two of them talking, walking from room to room. This is the show, right? Um, It might be a little too close to home. For for Steve, right? For you, having gone through what you've gone through the past few years, um, <laughs> I know that having split up from from my son's mother and being married now, like this really fucked me up. Like I watched two episodes. I woke up. Th- this was yesterday when I woke up from it, and I was just in a daze, walking around the house. Like, and my wife's like, "What's wrong with you?" And I, I even told her I was like, "Look." I watch that fucking shit you don't watch, like with artistic stuff. I've been thinking a lot, and just it's not about you, (laughs) you know. And she's like, "Oh, okay." And uh, (laughs) couldn't tell if it was actually good or not. And Andy, you'll love it because this is uh, the before trilogy on cocaine, right? Like cocaine. It's it's not as there's not as much like pathos. That's what I'm saying, guys. Linklater went from the before trilogy to fucking School of Rock. This guy is. That's why School of Rock is so good. It's like, it's almost like you you look at that and you go, oh, that's why it's so good. This is okay to love. Um, but scenes from a marriage, I, like I said, I'm only two episodes in um, and it deals with some heavy stuff, but it's powerhouse performances, really cool conceit. Um, I, I definitely, I, I beg of you to watch it, to let me know like what you think of it. If you can make it through it, I understand if it hits. So how long close. is it? It's a, it's a mini series, right? Right. Five hour long episodes. Okay. Okay. Um, and I've only seen the first two, but I am floored by, uh, the level of artifice in it. And it's got a lot of interesting things to say about modern relationships. And, um, you know, he's an intellectual, uh, philosophy professor, I believe, uh, at Tufts university. And she's like this powerhouse VP at a, cor- at a corporate, a tech corporation. So she's the provider. Um, and they, they have struggles about like keeping, keeping the sex passionate and, and, you know, staying busy in their professional lives. And what I like about it is they're, they're both very intellectual 
And so they they talk about their feelings a lot. That's not their problem. Like it's not like your classic. Oh, isn't it tough to talk to your wife about your feelings? Absolutely not. Like these, <laughs> they go to therapists. Like so, it's closer to the way me and my wife are. And like we can actually sit and talk about deep things for hours at a time, but we it still doesn't have, necessarily fix it. Exactly, it. Yeah. exactly. It's just like you use really fucking smart words for the fact that you're miserable. And other than that, Menagerie. there's no difference. <laughs> yeah, milieu, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, milieu. it's like be like if I was married to Phil like, Nietzsche. Okay, we still get a word. <laughs> this isn't really my Nietzsche. Um, so that's uh, scenes from marriage on HBO Max. Uh, I highly recommend you check that out. I also, if you want to dumb it down a little bit, but not a lot, there's a new movie that just dropped on Netflix called The Harder They Fall. Have you heard of this? That's the uh, Idris Elba Western, right? It is. So Mm. when an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge in this Western. It's written and directed by James Samuel, um, and it stars Jonathan, okay, Jonathan Majors and uh, Azazi Beats. Is that how you pronounce that? I I think so, yeah. I have no clue who. Uh, She's awesome. No clue. This movie sounds like a fancy set of headphones. It absolutely (laughs) fucking floored me. This movie is so good. You guys have to watch it tonight. It's got uh, Damon Wayans Jr., by the way. But I had this really cool experience with this. It's so stylized. It's a it's an awesome Western, but it's a Western where all of the characters are black. Right. And there is a town of white people called Maysville, which is hilarious because we live in Kentucky. Nice. And it's just when it pops up, it says Maysville, the white town. Um, I burst out <laughs> laughing. Um, but this movie's fucking so much fun. It's so brilliant. It's very stylized. Like there's a lot of Quentin Tarantino in it for me, like just hyper violence. That's not squeamishly done at all. It's just kind of funny. But also there's a lot of heart to it. Um, so I'm watching this movie and I had this phenomenal experience where they're about to reveal the main villain and I'm dumb a, a little bit. So that's you got to know that going into this. But also I had done no research in this film other than everybody was tripping out about it on Twitter. And so it kind of reveals half of his face and a little bit of his dialogue. And this particular actor is very good at different accents. So I wasn't a giveaway yet. And I literally thought to myself, damn, they should have gotten Idris Elba to play that because that would be fucking perfect. (laughs) And then he steps into the light and it's fucking Idris Elba. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) So then it happened again. All the way through this movie, I'm like, oh, my God, Regina King's in it. This is amazing. Holy shit. Why is Lakeith Stanfield not in this movie? That's the only piece they're missing. And then fucking Lakeith Stanfield walks up as a major character. And I'm like, yes, Um, I had so much fun watching this movie. I just watched it earlier today. It's it's like two hours and 10 minutes. Never gets slow at all. It had some genuine surprises. Um, But there's these like lengthy actors chewing scenery monologues followed by extreme hyper violence. Like that's how it's Tarantino esque to me. And I love that shit. Just like let it build. Let it build. Yes, there it is. Um, Super creative. If you like Westerns, watch it. Even if you don't, I think you'll absolutely adore this movie. Um, And it's called Harder They Fall, The Harder They Fall, rather. And it is available on Netflix. And then finally, the moment you've all been waiting for. I watched a movie. uh, Mm. And uh, let me just say this going in. I think that get ready to take your shots, guys. mm. You're going to take a lot of shots this episode. (laughs) I think you are not going to trust me about this movie. (laughs) And I think that that's a shame because I do have a certain amount. I'm famous for a certain amount of Kristen Stewart bias. Uh, However, so I went to see what (laughs) you I went to see Spencer. 
the newest Kristen Stewart film in theaters a couple of days ago. Uh, it's directed by Pablo Lorraine and written by Stephen Knight. And it stars Kristen Stewart, uh, Timothy Spall. Uh, yes, I'm talking Peter Pettigrew himself Peter Pettigrew, is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it also has Sean Harris in it, which I was super surprised and Sweet. Uh, giggly about. Um, so this movie obviously is about uh, Princess Diana uh, during her Christmas holidays with the royal family at the Sedringham Estate in Norfolk, England. And she decides to leave her marriage to Prince Charles. So let me set the scene for you guys here. I'm by myself in this movie. Nobody wanted me to go wanted to go see it with me. I wanted to see it with you. I don't believe you. You weren't there. Uh, <laughs> I packed my own snacks and sandwich baggies. I'm alone. There's a bunch of women in my row and I just feel out of place and strange being there. I don't know why. Um, but that was the perfect way to see this movie because I was kind of melancholy and lonely. I sat and watched the credits afterward for a good 20 minutes until the lights came up and they were like, Hey, uh, get the fuck out of here. Creep with the sandwich bags. <laughs> and then I drove home in silence, just thinking about this film. Uh, I think I can say with no hyperbole, that this movie is a masterpiece. Um, I, I very much doubt that anything will top it for my favorite movie of the year. Um, if I'm being honest with myself about how profoundly it affected me. I mean, I was shattered. I was just a blubbering mess. And for no explicable reason, obviously it's a little bit cheating because I know what later happens to Princess Diana, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also I want to set this stage. I don't know how you guys feel. Um, this was a huge part of my life. I was a small child when Princess Diane was super famous. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was I was inundated with it. My mom was obsessed with her. We had coffee table books with all these photographs of her. She thought she was the sweetest, most wonderful angel to ever walk the earth. And when Princess Diana died, my mom was destroyed. Uh, she she wept for days. And my mom was a sensitive lady. And she bought that. Uh, I was t- talking to my wife about this. She had no memory of this. That Elton John album. Oh, that when, was a tribute. Uh, Wind Beneath My Wings. Is it that? I, one? I don't remember what it was called. I just remember in my Chevy Astro van on the way to school singing all the time, like, your candles blown out long before your legend. Yes. Oh, that's, that one. Yes. Yes. Candle yeah. in the Wind. Yeah. The candle in the Wind. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And yes. I, I just fucking, that, those were bangers. And so I'm, I'm literally just destroyed by the context of all that. But Kristen Stewart's performance in this film, and this is where you guys are not going to trust me, it is breathtaking. She captured this mythological figure and rose to the angelic nature of her mythos, but at the same time made her so human. And I'm just watching this movie, and this is almost a horror film. Like, make no mistake, like, this isn't like, oh, it's... This is the crown or like, isn't this going to be fun? The royal family's so silly. Like this is a terrifying movie because she is so racked with anxiety uh, over all of the paparazzi, but the, the suffocating nature of her, her royal status um, and all of the, the stupid fucking, uh, what's the word? Phil, I need your help here. Traditions. And uh, there's another word for tradition. Pomp and circumstance ceremony. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, not quite what I was searching for. I'm sure Phil will tweet me, but it's it's like she walks into this. They have all these stupid little traditions and ceremonies like, oh, you have to weigh yourself before Christmas. And then I can't believe you arrived after the queen and customs. Yeah, yeah customs. That works. Yeah, maybe that is the word. And it's just I'm never going to feel like I found <laughs> the right one. Um, and it's it's so suffocating, like watching this woman like rail against it in the slightest ways. And they see her as this 
this horrible transgressor. Like um, they have all of her dresses laid out. This is for breakfast. This is for tea. This is for lunch. This is for Boxing Day lunch. This is for Christmas breakfast. And if she wears like the dinner dress at lunch, everyone in the room just stops talking and you see glasses, you hear glasses tink and they all just turn their heads and look at her like this fucking cunt. You know, so like, is, this what, <laughs> is this what went down with Mahagan Maharkle? Uh, I well, so, at, sure. Add a nice sprinkle of racism to it, and yeah. you probably get that. Yeah, <laughs> decades later. I mean, this is um, that's actually Princess Diane's youngest son. I think that's uh, Harry. To, yeah, yeah. yeah Harry. Um, but it, I, I, but it seems timely, right? With for her, sure her having just left the royal family, for sure. And this and this is obviously there's a. Um, uh, a lot of proof, probably, but however you want to look at it, it is a well-known uh, viewpoint that Princess Diana was actually murdered by the royal family, right? Uh, and this this movie, I think, leans heavily into that interpretation of events, just by the dark nature of the way some people treat her, um, uh, specifically Peter Pettigrew. Uh, <laughs> I I just God I can't, damn you, Wormtail! I know I cannot speak highly enough of this movie. She does such a good job. I mean, she's She's a wonderful mother and there's so much empathy uh, for, for it has nothing to do with in my mind. It had nothing to do with the royal nature of it. It was just like I have I can identify I'm not a woman and I'm not royal, but I can identify with just being absolutely suffocated with where I'm at in life and feeling no way out of it. And uh, yeah, I just I was just like I said, it took me a couple of days to recover from watching this thing. It is powerful shit. And again, I know I'm the case do guy. Everybody knew I was going to say this. Take your drinks. This uh, dude has a specific type of type of film he makes. He made Jackie. Yes. Yes. The director of Jackie. Interesting. Um, Did you guys see Jackie? No, but I heard it was really good. Yeah, By good. the way, I've also been a huge uh, Stephen Knight stan for quite some time. This is the guy that wrote Locke, the Tom Hardy film. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's the reason that I watched. I was going to say, his name sounded super familiar. When yeah. You that guy's the reason that I watched the the taboo show um, with um, Tom Hardy as well. Just feel like mm-hmm. he wrote a lot of episodes of Peaky Blinders. He writes C. Um, you love that show. Tab- I was super looking forward to taboo. Yes, time and it sucked. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to change the subject. No, you're 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 good. It's it's still relevant. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you guys have to go see this movie. It's it's phenomenal. I think Andy's gonna love it. I know Steve will. I want to. I like Case Two too. I, I'm not. I'm not the massive fan that you are but i also recognize her as an underappreciated gem of an actress yeah and it's not so. just that like i'm not gonna wax poetic on my love of i obviously hey man, i adore hey man, her hey man i have one rule in this show and that is you wax as much as you yes want. wax bro iambic pentameter only though go okay uh no i can't do that i can't do that off the i can't spit I that kind of flow do so much it hurts <laughs> <laughs> you know there's certain celebrities performers where you love all their work and then you see them in an interview and you're like eh, kind of a tool or whatever right Every time I see Case do, she's so, and I don't fucking know her, like, right? That's, I don't, but I get the sense that she's just so down to earth now. <laughs> like, she, she's just so real, and she's like, shut the fuck up. I got somewhere to be. This is awkward, and and that's what I love about her, right? I get the same vibe from uh, Keanu Reeves, but he's just much more 
he has a different approach, right? He's just like, ah, I don't want to talk. I'm really nice though, right? And it's just, everybody's got their own version of that. He's that also really got like 30 years on her. Exactly, He's right? Got, yeah, the or history. practice with yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I just love the gal. And I think she's extremely talented. That She seems like a beautiful person. Um, I did see her once. I've told that story, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very hard for me to tell keep. it again, please. No, I did, it was in New York. She walked by. I sat there and took it and ignored it. it like a didn't want to be that guy chasing her down the street. Right. And I like met eyes with a, with a native New Yorker and they looked at me and kind of shook their head slightly. Like, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, man. And I was like, all right, that's fair. I'll keep eating my lunch. Um, yeah. So that's Spencer. A couple of our listeners were really worried about you this week. She got engaged this week and they like, hey, good for her. Like, hey, is, is Chris okay? Does he know? <laughs> Does he know what happened with case two? Good for her. I'm, I'm a married man too. And you know, it just wasn't meant to be. That's fine. I can just appreciate from afar the wonder that is case two. Uh, but I feel a bit vindicated. Not that I was the first, but I've been uh, speaking her praises for quite some years now, as mm-hmm. you guys know. And now the world is, uh, torn asunder by all these uh, shoe-in for best actress of the year at the Oscars Mm -hmm. talks. I'm super happy for her and uh, Robert Pattinson because both of them had been like mired for years like, oh, they can't act because the Twilight, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I don't like those movies either, right? But, I mean, you'd be a fool to not see the movies that they've both chosen but also the caliber of acting that they've done in those movies post twilight you can't say that they're not talented people who are like at the peak of their craft currently you know sure i i think they did it um exactly the right way like you get your big break you've got enough money to where you never have to work again yeah. and you've got a, the kind of name where you can do whatever you want and so what you choose to do is is bolster scripts that probably wouldn't get made without your name yep uh and and bring talented filmmakers to the forefront and, and just have a good time and really believe <laughs> in what Radcliffe. you do. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> Radcliffe does the same absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Wood, same yeah, way. Absolutely. That motherfucker does some really weird shit and I love him for it. Really obscure <laughs> horror films that I don't even watch most of them. I don't even know they exist. Nicholas Cage. There you go. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I think he's just weird. Well, he also, (laughs) I think he also has some debt problems, but for sure, but he's made some like really weird movies. Thanks to his name. So there's been an assance the last few years. He's been doing a Robert Pattinson. Awesome. Yeah. And Mandy, uh, that other one I hadn't even seen yet. I saw the, the Blu-ray on sale, the best Buy the other day, but it's, it's a weird one, but any whoozle. Yeah. There's a, there's quite a few of them that that choose to do that. And I really, really, really respect that. Um, and case do gosh, darn it. She done it again. I just, I just like that woman. I just got personal shopper, uh, the Criterion Collection Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm really, really excited to, vi- oh, to visit that. I didn't know that movie was on a Criterion level. Damn. Yeah, that and uh, Clouds of Sils Maria, her other film where she won the Caesar Award. She's the only American actor to ever do that, by the way. No big deal. No big deal. Just case two being case two. Fanny Hoozle. I don't have a burner account of just case two fan facts on Twitter. Sounds like someone who would. You are the steward of case two. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good Twitter handle, Kristen Stewart. Shit. Oh, no. Now he has to make it. Oh, no. I don't want to be that guy. Oh, no, Andy. It's already taken. (laughs) Weird. Oh, I have the login info. (laughs) What a good hacker I am. So that's everything that I've been watching this week. And I think that about brings this episode to a close. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, what what would we call it if it's the three of us just screaming it? 
Now, yeah, what is that? I mean, we weren't like drinking. I I, I had a couple beers, but <laughs> <laughs> it was you weren't like really trying that hard, right? Yeah. But let me yeah. end with this. I do want to read this email we got. We got an email from longtime listener and patron uh, Carmelita. And it whoop, goes, whoop. I believe we have to pronounce it Carmelita. Carmelita. Yeah. Uh, subject line, it's been too long, ellipses, which I appreciate. That was very intriguing. Dramatic Wrote pause. Me in, cried, oh, I was like, oh, has it? Hey, guys, it's been a while, so I thought I'd drop you a line to say uh, how hi. much I've it's been enjoying been the podcast. It's been an absolute joy to have new episodes every week. Aww. I was catching up today and finally listened to your favorite horror movies episode. It was excellent. It's so good to hear signs, get some love, and all the other great picks y'all discussed. Hell yeah, signs, baby. Thanks mm-hmm. for continuing to be your awesome selves and sharing your engaging conversations with us. P.S. Chris has nothing to worry about and is definitely my favorite of the three of you. Chris just added that part. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I was reading too fast. You'll get no judginess from me about your takes on horror movies. I love elevated horror, too. Smiley face. Your dedicated listener, Carmelita. Um Special shout out to Carmelita. She yeah. was a Patreon subscriber before it was cool. Yeah. She actually was a subscriber before we had a Patreon. It was uh, back when we tried the PayPal thing and then summarily just died uh, because <laughs> I lost the house that we were recording from. <laughs> and, yeah. She has been supporting us from from way, way back. Thick and, and thin and thick again. And I'm not being funny. It means the world to us. Um, mm-hmm. In a weird way, this show would not exist without Carmelita. I think in a very direct way because yeah. she was one of the early like, hey, people are listening mm-hmm. uh, before 100%. we kind of actually blew up a little bit from this, the Stranger Things phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, should we even do this? And she carried us through until we got some Canadian news offers that I ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and she's still here all these years later she's, after we, you know, rebooted the show two or three times at yeah, this point. It's so. fucking awesome. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, thank you. You know not what you do. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I am Steve. Happy streaming. Happy streaming.